and we're recording welcome back to another episode of play pause play pause podcast play podcast media now try saying that with a mumble three times fast because i sure can't <laughs> um today is november 19th 2020 this is our third podcast so far uh, it's been a couple days since we've done anything actually the last thing we did was recording the uh, unboxing for the playstation 5 and xbox series x yeah it's been a crazy week it's been a uh... A long week, mostly because I've been on the PS5 till 4 a.m. every day. So, I mean, I don't have a life, so it works for me. Indeed, indeed. Um, so, today we have a couple things we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the third episode of The Mandalorian, uh, Season 2. Um, a couple things I want to talk about today are some of my initial thoughts on Xbox Series X, and I'd love to hear what you have to think when it comes to the PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. fair enough fair enough well let's let's go you know let's you know start with the spoilers with mandalorian there there but yeah jump right in um so again if you haven't watched it skip ahead a few minutes because we'll get there uh so for the most part it was a it was probably the best episode of the season so far for me at least um being you know a star wars clone wars fan or have watched it at least. I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was a fan, but you know, it's a lot of good parts in it. And I think moving forward, if you haven't watched Clone Wars, go watch it before you know if you have time, because you won't really. I get it. I get it. I need to go and watch. I'm not it. just saying you. I'm saying everyone, because I don't think you'll really understand the importance of like Bo Katan being there. The importance of the fact that he's on. He's from the Death Watch, and not from Mandalore itself. Like. Bo-Katan are and the other two who don't get names but it was for me it was a great episode again it's it's my favorite episode so far from this season and surprisingly not surprisingly enough it was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard again so the other my other favorite episode from season one was directed by her so I mean good good start good start and then you also have Sasha Banks from the WWE in there uh, Mercedes Vernados or whatever her real name is, but uh, I didn't even realize. Like I thought I recognized her when I saw her, but it did like just the the lack of like the traditional makeup you see her when yeah. she's on wrestling. Like well, she usually has like bright blue hair, or bright pink hair, or something. So you usually wouldn't see her. But uh, yeah, no, she, she was great in it. I mean, she really do much, but she saved Baby Yoda, so you know you can't complain about that. <laughs> um. But I don't know. What did you think? Yeah, it, you know, it's funny that you mentioned Bryce Dallas Howard because uh, after the episode ended and we saw, you know, who the director was, um, Jamie, my partner, she right away was like, yeah, it was okay. She's okay as a director. Um, it, it's funny uh, watching the the behind the scenes. I can't what, – what's it called? What's the behind the scenes of The Mandalorian oh, called? Oh, I can't remember uh, what it's Disney called. Uh, They've got a – I don't remember. A show you can watch. Regardless, yeah. uh, Disney Plus is a show you can watch behind the scenes of The Mandalorian. And um, – you know, listening to how Bryce Dallas Howard approaches her direction, she's very human focused, emotion, like how people would react in these situations, those subtleties. And uh, you can definitely see she's trying to bring in those relationships with the Mandalorian. Um, to me, I, I almost saw a potential for like a love interest with that, with that other Mandalorian character. Oh, I, don't know. I think you um, probably angered a lot of fans there, but probably I, I, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> you know, she went really deep on the whole introducing the concept of, you know, how he's following the, the, the cult like uh, religious, you know, not not the original intention behind the Mandalorians, the Mandalores from their planet. There's a planet. 
yes, Mandalore is a planet. If you watch the Clone Wars, you would know that. Because <laughs> um, that's a big thing. So, like, I can't, I don't want to ruin it too much for anyone who has not watched the Clone Wars. But Mandalore takes a big part, especially at near, near the end, especially at the end. Like, the last few episodes is a big part of it as well. Um, but Death Watch is a big part of it as well because they're fighting for the original part of Mandalore, which was you what he is, what the Mandalorian is. You when you old school fighting, you'd fight like that. What Mandalore does with um, Duchess Satine, who is a former like so, so Obi Wan Kenobi used to be good friends with Duchess Satine. They were if. They were going to be lovers if he didn't join the mm, Jedi Order. Interesting. Um, and then you find out, spoiler alert, in the show that uh, he would have left the Order for her had she asked. And then it's, it's a whole whole thing. Um, but you're not supposed to love when you're a Jedi. Well, that's the thing. Had she asked, <laughs> he would have left. But then wow. he took it. Then it's, he started taking it so seriously because she wouldn't. She didn't recipitate it or whatever. Anyways, so Dutch Satine, the reason the, there was such a big war between the Death Watch and regular Man- the Mandalorian is because the uh, Dutch Satine wanted um, it to be, uh, didn't want to be part of the war. Didn't want to do any of this. And they didn't see it. And that was, that's not old school Mandalore way. At least that's what I got out of it. So there's a lot to it. And I you have to watch it because the Dark Saber is such a big part of it, mm-hmm. too. That's why she's so adamant of getting it in this episode. Like, it's such a big part of it. Um, especially now that, depending, like, the way it sounds, like, we're because at the end of the ep of Clone Wars, the galaxy, um, not the galaxy, the um, Republic. The Republic. The Empire, oh, okay. whatever they're called, First Order. No, before that, because this is <laughs> so, this is this is before that. This is when the, it was uh, uh, the Empire, but the, there's another word for the Empire. I can't remember what they're called. Oh my god, I'm gonna get crucified on the internet here. Um, Imperial. It's Army. the Galactic Empire. It's the Galactic, Galactic Empire. Empire. There you That's go, there you. Go. There you go. Um, before, so at the end of Clone Wars, they become the Galactic. They join the Galactic mm-hmm. Empire, and not by choice. So there's a there's a lot to it. So that's why she needs the dark saber mm. so she can get back and take over because she, um, Bo-Katan, is the sister of Duchess Satine. Um, so she te- like it's a it's it's not a role that you just get born into. It is an electrical you get elected into that position. Mm. But um, from what I gathered, but still she wants the power of making it back. The best thing about um, the fact that uh, Bo-Katan was in this episode, they brought back, uh, what's her name? Christine Shakov. Christy Shakov. Oh, I'm looking it up right now. Battlestar. She's from Battlestar Galactica, the newer ones. Okay. Um, she voiced Bo-Katan in the TV series. Mm. So when they announced that Bo-Katan was coming back, Katie Shakov. So when they announced that Bo-Katan was coming, Boba Fett and... Ahsoka. Uh, Ahsoka Tona. Yeah. Ahsoka they, they mentioned Tono. her finally in the, I know. in the episode. Again, so stupid. Zero Dawson. I, it's so stupid that they coming. announced that before they even did the show. It's so dumb. I ruins you the surprise. You gotta build hype. You gotta build hype. You gotta get you, people. The show into already the show. had a hype. Ah, Dis- Disney's got all they got had to say. They were worried about. They need to make sure Disney all they have to say is that in. F- uh, fans of the Clone Wars would be very very happy coming forward mm. that leaves it open to so much 
Like, his way, it's at the end of the Empire, so it's five years after the end of uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. The way the Mandalorian takes place. So, so much could happen. That's why the Empire's still kind of hanging around, and he's all like, oh, long live the Empire. <laughs> but, I digress. So, I still think this was the best episode. I think Bryce Teller is becoming a really great director with it. Um, yeah, I don't know. She just, either that or she's just getting the better episodes that to direct. So, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, fair enough. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Clone Wars a couple times. If you haven't watched Clone Wars before, um, there's a lot of debate on if you're starting the Clone Wars, do you watch it in the order of episode release, mm. or do you watch it in the chronological timeline order? So I watched it in the chronological order off of StarWars.com. So they're releasing. So the, so they're the, releasing not it. How, not the episode order release. You no, that was that was because Fox messed it up. Okay, okay. from what I'm to understand is that yeah. they messed up the order when it got released so what go to starwars.com look up the chronicle order of clone wars and it it splits it up because then you're like for the last few seasons it's pretty straightforward it was at the beginning where mm. they kind of mix stories so, around so, you mean so fox would mess up orders uh episode releases at least they show? kept this show because the show was good unlike some other show i won't mention because i will get crucified on the internet for that <laughs> and i know i will so does it have something to do with brown coats i don't know i ain't gonna say that ain't me, bro. I'm a leaf on the wind, Alex. Watch how I soar. I don't know what that means. So we're going to move on. From <laughs> oh, that. Now you're getting crucified for sure. <laughs> well, I could fight a lot of people and explain it. I could go into a lot of detail why, but I won't. I mean, a lot of the stuff. Oh, no. Okay. Anyways, moving on. But the Mandalorian, I'm excited to see what happens next. Next episode, they didn't release a trailer, but they released some pictures. So um, obviously we're seeing... Um, uh, God, I don't remember her character name, but uh, the MMA star is coming back. What was her name? Oh, Gina Carano. Yeah, yeah she'll yeah. be back. And the black dude. <laughs> I don't remember his name. Nice. I, I should have researched more before this happened, but whatever. But yeah, they're going to be back next episode, so I don't know how that's going to happen, what's going on. Um, so we'll let's see. So you got uh, Grief Karga. Yeah. Um, and who? And Cara Dune. Those are the characters you're referring to. Wow, they're horrible names. That's why I didn't even like them in the first season. So that's probably why I didn't remember their names in the first place. They're stompy characters. There's, a, there's actually a petition to get her off of the show anyway. I mean, she's not a great actress. It's not just because of that. Apparently, she's tweeting some weird things on the internet. So they want to get her off the show. But then again, they wanted to crucify Baby Yoda for eating eggs. We don't know what he does. We don't know what he's eating. Heck, he could have been saving them for all we know. They don't explain anything because you can't understand a word he's saying. So, suck on that. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, so like, check it out. I'm excited yeah. to see where they go with it. Hopefully, you know, Moff shows up eventually again. Because, yeah. you know, you're really lacking your star power. I'm getting bored of just him, personally. This one was great because you had more characters in it. It was just, just him and this little thing that doesn't do anything. Mm. I'm against Baby Yoda, so that's why. But uh, <laughs> we got to find out what he is. Once I, I and I feel like this is what they're gonna do. And I said this earlier to a friend of mine, and he's like, "What they're gonna do with Ahsoka Tano is that she's either gonna sh they're gonna piss me off because they're either gonna show her for the end of an episode and then can't finish the show. Like fees, she'll be at, oh, right at the end be, of the season. That would be so frustrating. And you're gonna be like, are you serious? And then you have to wait a whole year before it comes back." And I know that's what they're going to do. And it's going to piss me off so much. 
<laughs> or really not. Or they're going to, you know, do it at the end of an episode. Mm. And then they still make me mad because they're like, great. And then you have to wait for the next episode. And she's not going to be in that episode. She'll be yeah. in an episode like another one after. This does seem like the season where they're they're bringing in the the fan service characters. Like we got Boba Fett episode one, assuming it's Boba Fett. It has to be. There's uh, it has to be. You yeah. know, um, we've got you know Ahsoka Katana coming. Um, you know who else? Who else might we see this season? Who else could they introduce that is a surprise by the end of the season? I mean, in that story, I don't really think they could pull anything off. The only way they could do it was with CGI, like the out of mm. the main characters. There are. A few characters from Rebels that could show up. Mm. I mean, theoretically... Could we see Darth Maul? Um, no, I don't think so. Is it, it, where does this take place in the timeline compared so to... So Darth Maul, I think... I can't. Re- I haven't watched Rebels, and he's sure. in Rebels. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he... I Spoiler alert again. Dies in Rebels. Uh, so okay. Rebels takes place between uh, 4 and 5, I'm pretty sure. Or the time uh, of okay. 4. Yeah. Because you see, because well, there is a scene. You see him in Rogue One, so you know he's there. He's there, and Rogue One is leading into Episode Four. You don't see him in Rogue One at the very end. You're thinking of Han Solo. I'm thinking of Han Solo. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. He's and Han Solo is between yes, two and three. I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that's because that's when Clone Wars happens. Mm-hmm. Is between two and three for the right, most part. Right. Um, the uh, the last no, episode. D- does Han Solo not take place after Episode Three? Because remember, in Episode Four, Han says like, "Oh, I don't believe in the Jedi. I don't believe in any of that old ancient uh, stuff." He's around the same age as Luke Skywalker, best I can tell, anyway. Yeah, I can't remember. I guess it does take after three, because there's some Clone War stuff that takes place after three, but that's not until like later, like the end of Clone Wars happens at um, i'm bringing up the timeline here we're gonna figure this out we're gonna get the end of clone wars right now the clone wars tv show ends okay at the end of episode three all right here we go we got the timeline from the phantom menace on so we got phantom menace which takes place 32 bby i'm not gonna look up what bby stands for because that's just gonna take me too long before baby yoda oh my gosh are you kidding me no, I just made that up. Well, I'm sure I'm not the first one to make that up. I'm but. actually... Because there's BBY and then there's ABY. No, there's no way. There's just... Oh, this. Battle of Yavin. Okay. That makes okay. sense. Okay, okay, okay. So we got episode one, Phantom Menace, 32 years before uh, the Battle of um, Yavin. Um, then you got episode two, Attack of the Clones, 22 years before uh, BBY. Um, then you got the Clone Wars movie, 22 BBY. Yeah, you got to watch that before you watch the TV show. Like you oh, really? have to, you have to watch like the Clone Wars like the movie movie yeah. episode two, no, no yeah so there's the Clone War Attack of the Clones yeah and then there is the animated yeah Clone you have Wars to watch the movie. animated movie before you that. watch the show yeah. did it actually come out before the the series I don't know but it's right before it, like it literally leads into the series I have started the series I'm not like probably three times I don't think you miss much but it does explain <laughs> one scene for sure okay okay anyway so yeah it goes Clone Wars movie 22 BBY so same time frame as Attack of the Clones then you've got from 22 to 19 so three years BBY that's the Clone Wars TV series so it takes over the course of three years yep um, from there it goes episode three Reje- Revenge of the Sith a 19 BBY um, then you've got 13 to 10. So you got six years pass to the start of Solo. Um, and Solo goes over the course of three years throughout the movie from the beginning to the end. Um, after that, you've got Rebels, which is five BBY to one BBY. 
Um, and the epilogue of Rebels actually occurs at four years after the Battle of Yavin. Okay, well, I haven't watched Rebels yet, and I need to. I just it's it's a um, little bit more childish for me. Yeah. So I didn't really get into it. Yeah. But apparently it's really good. And then you see there's more of a Sokotano and eventually yep. um the way so what happens with a Sokotano, I can't really again, yeah. there's a lot she's a big character, so that's why she's such yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a big thing that she's in this season. And because we don't know how long she can live for either. Yeah. Because she uh, we don't know her creature very not her creature, her her species very well. Yeah, yeah. The same with Yoda's. We don't know how young that baby's supposed to be like five hundred years old already. <laughs> then we've got Rogue One, which is taking place concurrently with A New Hope, and it leads up to the battle uh, at the end. Um, you've got A New Hope, and then we have Episode 5, Empire Strikes Back, Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, um, then The Mandalorian. So The Mandalorian starts six years past yep. the end of Return of the Jedi. Um, and then 34 years later, there's Star Wars Resistance, which was an animated series. Um, that just got, started about a couple years ago. Yeah, you've got same time. Uh, the Force Awakens, um, episodes uh, eight comes after that. The Last Jedi, thirty-four ABY, which is the same year as um, the Force Awakens, and then the following year, the Rise of Skywalker, um, with nothing past that. That is the furthest into the canon universe that's been released. Yeah, and I don't think they're gonna go past that very far. Um, if they do, they could do in like 10, 15 years if they wanted to try to rebuild Star Wars again. But you never know. I know the StarWars.com itself is trying to redo the comic books right now. So that's where they're building it. But it's in the it's the before the Old Republic. Or it is the Old Republic. I can't remember. They're calling it the Knights of the Republic. So it's basically pre-Jedi. Yeah. It is yeah. Jedi. Well, there are the Jedi. The Old Republic was like hundreds of years like if, if you look up the the bioware game yeah yeah so they like the new comic books are still the, the jedi it's like when the jedi council was at its highest power well before it was at its highest power because episode one is when it's at its highest power and then it starts mm. losing its power that's why because you know at the height of their power they let the darkest lord come in whatever he says <laughs> in episode seven or uh eight yeah before he just magically vanishes Anyways, but yeah, so Mandalorian will be great. I think, again, if you don't like Bryce Dallas Howard as the director, uh, well, you're wrong. I mean, it's a dramatically different episode from the first episode she directed in the first season. Um, again, you don't have to deal with Gina Carano this episode, so you're already at a win right there. Yeah, but um, the ATAT at the end of it is still yeah, that the was best very, mo- that's that still the best cool moment scene. of the whole show. show yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, something you said, though, before about Gina Carano uh, on Twitter – Twitter announced today a new feature called Fleets. Well, that sounds horrible. So you got tweets and you got fleets. Fleets are basically the stories that you'd see in Instagram or Snapchat, Facebook, but it's it's Twitter's version. So you can type out a message that doesn't stick around. It doesn't become a permanent part oh, of yeah. your, your Twitter timeline. I don't use Twitter. I don't know the terminology. I'm sorry. Well, Twitter timeline sounds right. News feed or whatever. I don't know. Twitter feed? Twitter NBC feed. is very quick to saying some Twitter users hate fleets. Here's why new features are usually despised. Um, why are new features despised? Why do people hate them out of the gate? Because they're new. They is don't know how to use change? Them. People just don't like change? Outlets? Well, it's just, I don't know. I'm never going to use it. I barely use Twitter as it is. I'm on it. I read it. But I really just do it to, you know, check what everyone's guessing on Mass Singer. 
because uh, I don't know. I barely know who half those people are half the time they win. Like last week. Okay, if you're not watching The Masked Singer, I was so against it. <laughs> All right, let's take that. I was against show. it completely. And it, well, it's a TV show. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, it's, it's fine to talk about, guys. But I would say watch it. It gets you hooked because you want to know who that person is by the end of the episode. And then they have another episode and they're there give you more clues. And if they win that episode, you don't see them for like three weeks and then you forget who they are. And then you have to try to remember who they were. So, because there's so many people, celebrities. Last year, um, or the first time, the first winner ever was Wayne Brady. So, like, nobody could figure out who it was. I don't know mm-hmm. how, but, I mean, I didn't watch then. But it's been great. I mean, check it out. This year is kind of crazy. There's some celebrities I've never even heard of before in my life. There are a lot of country stars that I would never would have figured out who it was because I don't listen to that kind of style of music. But check it out. It's fun. It's entertaining, especially in these times. I mean, if you don't like Nick Cannon, then I don't blame you. <laughs> or uh, um, the one girl. I can't remember her name. I mean, I'm really bad with names today. Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> Married uh, to one of the... Uh, nope. Names are gone. I give up. <laughs> a little bit off topic, but something I did want to bring up today. Um, when you go to a fast food restaurant of some kind you get a i never leave a house mcdonald's burger a wendy's burger something along those lines so i did this for lunch today i went and picked up myself a burger from wendy's sweet i want one but thanks okay when i got home um i'm i'm curious because i i realize this is something i do frequently when i pick up fast food anything um and it it, it dawned on me and i wanted to bring it up today which is i always reconstruct my burger when i get home i take off the top bun and i rearrange you know the onions and anything that's on it because more often than not they're often slapped on there really quickly and they're off to one side so you don't get to enjoy it throughout the course of eating your burger um the onions are always just like you know stacked together so it's it's not spread out are you a psychopath (laughs) well this is my question this is my question i mean part of the reason is i take the pickles off because i don't like pickles just say no Um, pickles. no here's here's my dilemma because i i know i'm not the only person who will reconstruct it i also know i'm not the only person that can't be bothered to ask the the order window to not include something because more often than not they they still manage to get it on there because the person's just so automated to just build the thing as fast as you can and so i end up disappointed if i ask and it's still there Right. So I don't bother to ask more often than not. There's somebody around near me who wants the pickles and I'm happy to oblige them. Um, But here's here's like my dilemma. Is it have we come so far as a society that we just don't care enough to say anything to these places? We'll continue to go back and back and back, even though that they don't do a good job building the burgers. And yet it doesn't matter. I could do all the terrible reviews I want on it. Well, you're getting fast food. So you mean food's getting made really fast for a purpose. Yes. I don't work in that industry, but I know like it's food industry regardless. Yes. So people who don't ask for stuff, then they get mad that they got it. It's just like you're not getting mad. I know. But like it's just like. Come on. Okay, so if I walked into your establishment, if I ordered a burger from you and I said I didn't want a pickle on it and I got a pickle, I feel like at some point the server is going to come around, the server is going to ask me how my food is, and I'm probably going to say something. Yeah, I don't even think to do that well, in a fast food What restaurant. you should do in that situation, I understand that it's it's frustrating, but wait, don't eat it. Don't touch it, because what they'll do is remake it for you. Like, and I guarantee if you went into the fast food, like the thing that I think about with food complaints, is people don't want it. And I understand people don't want to, that 
to, to your point, people don't want to interact and have to cause a fuss or anything. Mm. And because people are like, they'll think, well, oh, conflict. the server hates Some me or the conflict. cook's going to be Some best with it. Right? I guarantee a lot of cooks will never touch your food. I mean, teenagers, I can't guarantee for it, but a lot of cooks won't ever do anything with your food because they respect themselves too much. But I don't know. It's it's one of those weird things. I'm For me, as a person in the industry, in the food industry, I can't answer that question for you because I don't care. <laughs> I'm just gonna if the food's in front of me, I'm just gonna eat it. And if I don't like it, well I didn't like it. I don't really pull on the only time I've ever really pulled something off is usually at Wendy's because they do this gigantic piece of lettuce and I hate mm-hmm. I like lettuce, don't get me wrong. I just hate the giant pieces of it. And that's why we don't use like big lettuce in my restaurant, is because I don't like giant pieces of lettuce on my burger. It doesn't make sense to me. Now you're just eating a piece of lettuce. <laughs> It's not adding any texture. It's not adding anything. It's like it's, it's adding more texture than it needs to. Mm. Um, so it's just one of those things like, I don't know. I just, but I also don't really think of it. Like at this point, food is just food to me. It shouldn't be. <laughs> but, oh, that, I'll just stuff it in my mouth. Maybe that's why I'm as big as I am. I don't know. <laughs> Well, anyway, that was my food for thought uh, diversion from our typical uh, chatter for the but day. why are you rearranging your food? Oh. It, it, it makes it a better experience. I would rather have a consistent you know, experience with each bite than to have the tomato on one half of it, and I get through half of my burger, and then there's no tomato for the oh, rest Oh, see, of that's an experience in the sandwich. So think about it that way. <laughs> oh, man, the burger is changing while I'm eating it. I don't know. I don't care. I like the mixture, Alex. I like it as... I mean, everyone eats things taste. differently. Like, I dip almost everything I eat. So, like, meaning I have to put it in something else. So, mm-hmm. like, um, I get a Big Mac. I have to order Swiss, uh, the sweet and sour sauce and pour it all over it. So, I guess some people think I'm weird about that. It's kind of weird. But yeah, that's incredibly weird. Don't knock it until you try it. The <laughs> only thing I'm going to knock before I even try it is that stupid McBang, McGangbang, or whatever you call it, you get. And it's the most disgusting. And it's a disrespect to a mcchicken it's not a mcchicken you get a junior chicken and a mcdouble regardless it costs less than a mcchicken meal on its own yeah but a junior chicken is the best thing on the menu and you're disrespecting it you know it's interesting because i had a conversation with somebody about this two days ago and they straight up opposite opinion as you they said the junior chicken is the worst thing oh what how it's like there's nothing to it it's perfect you don't have to add anything to it well you can you can add some sweet and sour sauce to it and boom perfection but their sweet and sour sauce at McDonald's is probably the best thing in the world, so I don't know. <laughs> they need to start selling that stuff. They start selling the Mac sauce, they grow up. Yeah, McDonald's, yeah. give me your sweet and sour sauce. Fast food, indeed. Moving on. Okay, I want to jump into some gaming conversation. Um, there's actually a lot of stuff here to unpack, but before we jump into our fun Xbox Series X and PS5 first impressions... Um, there's been some updates with the Quest 2 since we did our unboxing video, since I did my first impressions. Oh, fun. There has been some updates. So um, in the original unboxing, we talked about 90 hertz, and we talked about how it was mm-hmm. an experimental feature. We even enabled it, so we got to enjoy it at the home screen. It's been released. It's fully released now. Kind of. It's a slow release. Facebook, Oculus, they're doing a rolling release. Every time I've checked my Oculus headset for the last couple of days, I haven't got the update yet, but... Regardless, it is officially being rolled out, and developers are now allowed to release their game updates with 90 hertz support. There you go. Well, that new Star Wars game, that one that just came yeah. out, that I get an advert for every other thing on Facebook. <laughs> um, 
It looks pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I don't care for VR, but I care for Star Wars, so I might mm. play it. Yeah. One day. That's the probably the only one I'll play. Well, so I've 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 I with the original quest though when I got it, I got the Darth Vader trilogy uh series. That was a really like it was a really cool uh entry into VR for me. I got to, you know, wield a lightsaber, which is always something you want to do. I've been dreaming about my whole life. Um and this new one takes place in the galaxy's edge storyline and yeah, that was a the setting idea. where, you know, they they've got the theme park now for Galaxy's Edge. So now you get to visit there virtually as well and get through a whole storyline. Derek said, is it actually out now? I, I didn't realize I that. don't know. I just see ads for it on Facebook every five minutes. So um while I'm scrolling because I have no life. But uh, it looks interesting. Like it, you got the uh, creatures that we actually saw in this last episode of, uh, yeah, see, literally popped over Facebook and it just showed up. <laughs> um, it's called uh, Star Wars. It's a Star Wars tale, but it's um, yeah, it's just what it's called. It's just called Star Wars Tales, I guess. Probably got a special name, but it looks pretty good. I mean, it's just a small commercial, but it shows up every five seconds. So um, let's see what the comments are saying about it. People are saying it's literally the first comment I see is it's honestly that good. Yeah, it came out today. Came out today. Um, one one line I'm seeing here on The Verge, no grinding, just a constant hunt for new guns. Hmm. Seeing a lot of foreign languages here, so I can't read them. I could translate them, but that seems like a lot of work. Um, other things going on with the latest Quest 2 update, uh, Oculus Link, the the f- uh, beta feature that allowed you to connect an Oculus Quest or Quest 2 headset to your PC and play PC uh, VR content, is out of beta as well. So that is fully released. Um, if you're using a Quest 2, you'll have the option to use 72, 80, or 90 hertz for your graphics options. So if you have a less powerful computer, you can drop your refresh rate a little bit further down. If you have a more powerful computer, something that's capable of 90 hertz, you can crank that up and get the smoothest possible graphical option out of your Link experience. Um, With Link, obviously, you will want to use the Oculus Link uh, cable. It is a little bit pricey. you can get away with non-link cables, but your results may vary. So uh, if you're intending on doing that, I do recommend the link cable. I have used non-link cables. Um, it's okay. Usually it's a shorter cable, so you don't have as much freedom. That's the other downside to that. Um, they also released Oculus Move. It is a fitness tracker built into the Quest. Um, each game developer has the ability to implement... Um, uh, a plugin to the move so that you know if you're playing Beat Saber, it's accurately tracking your calorie burn, all that kind of stuff. Similarly to how your Apple Watch or other fitness tracker, Fitbit, whatever you may have, is able to do so. That's being built in. I'm already tired. So VR workouts. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That seems like a lot. Um, some other stuff they built in. Uh, you can now move the keyboard in front of you in virtual. So if you don't like the positioning of it, you can move it around. You can type on it differently. Um, Dictation. You can just say what you want to type. So you don't have to awkwardly in, in virtual reality type. Um, They've increased the pixel density on the original quest. So you can get even uh, improved visuals there. Um, They say they've reduced the input leg. Uh, That's probably pretty minimal stuff. And I see that more often than not in Mm -hmm. almost every update. Um, And a new feature is you can now cast directly to a Chrome or Microsoft Edge browser. So if you want to be able to show other people what you're doing, you don't have to pull up the app on your phone. You don't need to have a Chromecast. You can cast directly to a Chrome or Edge web browser. So some pretty cool updates. Yeah, there's a couple cool games coming out for it at least, or that already. There's a Climb Two coming out. It's not here yet, 
but uh, we just saw the trailer for that. Very highly sweet. anticipated. Yeah, the first one was a big hit when it came out. A lot of people very excited for, for The Climb 2. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, Help Wanted's mm. coming out. Mm. Everyone loves the Friday night, Five Nights at Freddy's series. Um, there's uh, one game. I don't know if it's going to be on the archives, but my uh, buddy on Facebook told me um, it's called... Uh, Fantobia? Phasmobia? Yeah. Yeah. He wanted us to do a series on it, and we can. I'm open to it. But, you know, it might just be you, man. I don't need to shit my pants. um, (laughs) It it is a game that you can play non-VR. You can play up to four people. So you can play – some people can be in VR. Some people uh, don't have to be. I have watched some people streaming it. Uh, Ronnie, our friend, uh, he's done it in VR along with some buddies that weren't in VR. Um, Definitely something I want to check out. It's actually being developed by one person. Hey, whatever works, you know, it, it's, it, it's in early access right hey, now. Man, on if Steam. you can pull it off, do it. A lot of people but I just don't feel like it. I need to scare myself that much. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely one that I want to try out. I think I probably have to change my, uh, my undergarments at least more than once playing that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's some um, uh, VR updates. I'm pretty excited to get that update. Hopefully sooner than later. I do want to try that out. Um, I'm looking for some uh, Black Friday deals. I saw Star Wars uh, Squadrons is going on sale, $30 at Best Buy for their Black Friday, but mm-hmm. it, it's only for the console versions. I'm, I'm waiting to see if we'll get any discounts for the PC one so I can actually take advantage of VR and try Fair flying enough. around in X-Wing in VR. Again, another dream come well, true. Well, you just got to do it old school. Just move your body with the screen. Yeah. No? No? All right. Well, What's the point of having tech if, <laughs> if you got to imagine things, Alex? I'm pretty sure that's the purpose of them, but that's fine. <laughs> it's it's a, it. Isn't it like literally the definition of one of the companies? Imagine. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> like so. <laughs> I was um, hoping it was on the PS5 box, but it's not. Moving moving to PS5, though, let's hear some of your first impressions. So I got, I got to play around with it for maybe, what, five minutes the first night we set it up. Uh, my initial impression was controller's amazing. Um, that's about as much uh, time I, I've spent with it. Let's hear what you have to say. Well, you know, uh, you know, mixed feelings, mixed feelings. No, I'm just kidding. It's really good. Uh, it's uh, comparing it to a PS Pro, PS4 Pro. It was. It's not much different yet. The mm. only, the biggest difference, obviously, is the speed of it when you're going into games and stuff like that. But only, but I've only had to play the. Um, Astros, Sp- Astros, and Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Miles, yeah, yeah, Miles yeah. Morales for the PS5. Everything else I've played has been made for the PS4. So the load times are, you know, they're quicker. Like you could tell, they're still a little bit quicker, but they're still PS4 games, and they mm-hmm. look. Some of them look nicer. I have yet to play. I'm gonna play Days Gone, which is mm, yeah. which I think I'm gonna play next, and that was um, with the PlayStation collectibles as a PS5 uh, upgraded to 4K. Um, so that's my next one. But for the most part, I've enjoyed it. There's small bugs here and there, but I also think they're game issues. Like when I was playing Miles Morales, it was, uh, it wouldn't let me jump or swing at one point. Again, I think that's a game issue. Um, the biggest thing I had was obviously when, um, uh, which is a big bug for that is spider that came with Spider-Man. So it's a Spider-Man bug, but it affects your whole PlayStation. Mm -hmm. So when you're playing Spider-Man and you go to rest mode, instead of closing the game, there is an it could come back up when you start it up again and shut down and block out at you. Just shut down. Yeah, I actually heard it's bricked some PS5. Apparently, consoles. it has. Luckily, I didn't have that issue. But the, but the the most issue said it's just making you rebuild your uh, catalog or something. 
And uh, so the what Sony has said is that you have to re, um, rebuild it and like then, rebuild the file system and then uh, reboot it. But it scared the heck out of me because it just went and then shut down and then it wouldn't turn on after I pressed the button twice. Eventually it came back on and I think we're <laughs> fine because I was like, this is day one. What the hell's going on? Uh, or day two. I was just yeah. like, oh, no. Okay, so other other than those those little bugs that you've run into um, in the games you've played, what do you think about the user experience? Like the user interface, um, I, it, it is updated from the previous generation. They've changed the XMB, as Sony's always called it. Uh, what do you think of the new menu? So so far, it's been good. So like when we were playing, so we, we were playing Fall Guys the other night. Um, I could easily navigate to parties. The, there's a few things like the whole party system's kind of gone, mm-hmm. in a sense. So like you they can, actually stripped it from PS4's uh, menu as well. Like it's changed. Yeah, and now you just voice say. chat, and you have to. It's and then you have to add them to the voice chat. So that's kind of annoying because then you can't. Like I couldn't join. Like you and Dave had a chat. I couldn't find it mm-hmm. and join it. Yeah. Like I could join your voice chat, but it didn't yeah. make sense if I was just talking to you. Yeah. It was very confusing in that sense so i just waited for your invite so it made more sense but like i saw like the, one of the best things i think came out of is that when a notification comes up so like uh when uh jamie added me as a friend i could easily i just had to press the ps button and it just pops up the game didn't go yeah. away nothing went away and it just said accept this and i was like accept and then it went away like it's one of the better it's like a notification on your phone basically that you can just swipe down and accept and whatnot, and then you're not really moving away from what you're doing. Yeah. And the same with the PlayStation uh, Home, when you just hit the, when you just tap the PlayStation button, all the things are bummed, but you're still in the game. Yeah. So you don't really have to do much. Uh, you can check who your friends are, what you're doing with what they're doing, um, and join games, switch games. Um, it will. It still does the delay for the game. Like it still uh, closes the game and then right. goes into the next. So there's one. no quick resume like what you see on Xbox. Not that X, I've which experienced we'll talk about yet. Soon. But uh, so hopefully. Uh, but again, I haven't really played a lot of switching over games yeah. yet. So I will soon. But because I'm just trying to avoid that rest mode hack. So I'm just yeah. closing games and then going to it anyway. Yeah, I get that. So until that has been debunked and fixed, <laughs> there's no point on me. Another thing with the experience I wanted to ask you about, um, the actual operation of the console, a big talking point was the reason for the size of it was to deal with the heat. Mm. In terms of noise, operation levels. So, again, I have the disc one. So, I've been playing. So, if I played Miles Morales, you do hear it go off. You can hear it. Okay. So, you do hear the fan or are you hearing the The disc? You're hearing the fan. I want to say it's the fan. Okay. Um, But it's gone and, like, it's when the, like, yeah, it's the fan. Because when you're playing, and it will come on and then it'll go away. Okay. And it does that every little while. But it's, it's uh, audible. It's enough you can hear it across yeah. the room. Okay. But I honestly don't know if that's just because it's the disc. Mm-hmm. I have yet to play a digital game. Right. And, All the way through, well, I played yeah. Fall Guys, but I didn't notice it because I was wearing headphones. So yeah. I, if it did happen, I didn't hear it. So I want to see if I'm playing a digital game and that changes it. And then it is the disc that's running, mm-hmm. even though it is copying it to the system. So yeah. I don't see why it would need to. But you never know. Yeah. And it's one of the big things I also noticed uh, is copying. Mm. They haven't fixed that problem. No. It still takes forever to copy a game into your mm. system. So if you're buying, if you have the disc version, it's kind of still like, okay. What's the reason? What's the point? If, yeah. I, if it's just going to so, install the whole game to the console, I might as well have just downloaded it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for the most part, I will download most games anyways, um, especially in today's climate. But, you know, 
it's nice to have the disc version just in case you know there's a nice movie that i want to get and or something i don't generally buy discs anymore anyways for games but i, I mean for movies but if i want to buy a bunch of games trade them in whatever i like doing that anyways i like going to the store if i can again today's climate doesn't really let you do that so um but you know we'll see how it goes it's still only one weekend so lots can change next week lots can change in a month so we'll see especially with bigger games coming out still so um okay so moving on from the console itself the controller so it's called the dual sense mm-hmm. um some things i noticed that really stood out to me was the rumble i really enjoyed um the, yeah, the, the improvements to the, yeah. the haptic feedback um the adaptive triggers i, I just for the five minutes i played like that was like mind-bogglingly yeah cool. so a lot of that uh, hasn't been put into games yet obviously mm-hmm. But Astro, obviously. Astro, yeah, because it was the, demo, right? the, it's meant to show you how the controller works, that game. and uh, But it's already like when you, I played Fortnite with my nephews who are just ridiculous at that game. And they're 8 and 9, so let's put that into perspective. Like they're level 117 and I'm like 24, so I don't really play Fortnite that much. But still, it's like I the, we were playing and they went to the most populated area and won the game. <laughs> And I got killed like four times. But anyway, so I was playing Fortnite, and it, you could really tell with the controller that they're still working on it. But you could tell they put a lot more into it. Uh, even with Spider-Man, they put some stuff into it. Fall Guys, like they're working on it, but it's mm-hmm. getting better. Yeah, yeah. It, it like it was immediately noticeable to me. I really hope a lot of uh, publishers and developers take advantage of the new DualSense controller. The only reason why I'm concerned that it might be a gimmick for a little bit of time is because. Nobody else has embraced it. Mm-hmm. So it's either going to be one of those things that it's so game-changing yeah. that Xbox has to catch up and, and Nintendo has to catch up, or it gets largely abandoned, like things like the six axes, the motion controller in your, in yeah. your PlayStation controller. How many games really took advantage of motion control? Yeah. Early on, plenty. But as time went on, you saw less and less. Yeah. Um, like I remember PS3 came out. You had a few games that used it. Um, PS4 came out. I remember Infamous, the only thing you ever used motion for was the spray can. Well, uh, that's the same with The Last of Us. All you did right. was every once in a while, if you left your flashlight on, you had to shake, you shake the controller. The that's only other it. games that I can think of were like Heavy Rain that made you get yeah, actively involved. Yeah. But it was more of a narrative story, so they wanted it to be They wanted it to be as interactive right? as possible. And I think they will move on with that. Yeah. I think I haven't played Valhalla yet, and I know that's like what they did. It was It's nothing crazy, but it's still a really good game. It's been rated really well. Um, but I know they won't have any controller aspects in that because there's, they can't. There's nothing to really do with that. But, you know, we got Cyberpunk coming out. They delayed that. It was supposed to come out today, actually. So with a delay, maybe they fixed some of that and put that into the PlayStation mm-hmm. version. I know that almost every Sony exclusive game, they just announced that they're building the PS5 version from the start. Okay. So they're doing that one first and then building the other ones. Mm. So they're looking for the PS5 in mind so maybe next games the next games that come out for ps5 exclusives that they'll be working on the control aspect or using the it's to its full potential yeah okay um the other things i noticed in my limited to play time the speaker to me sounded improved over what was on the ps4 controller yeah it was okay like again i haven't really heard much from it okay um i do have a surround system not a surround system but a good system so maybe i'm just hearing that specifically yeah i i don't really hear anything or maybe it's too good that i don't even uh, notice yeah. that it's yeah. happening so 
Um, I know they recommend don't use that as your mic. Right. You can talk through it. So wait, there's a mic built into the yeah, controller? Yeah, so apparently there is. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember you had a blow on it for the, the one mini yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, so, but they suggested don't use that mm. as your communication. Right. Still get a headset or yeah. whatnot. So I haven't used the, again, none of the games have really used it's to its full potential. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully they will. But yeah. again, hopefully it's funny. Whenever I think of a mic built in on something though, like I, the, the earliest um, device I remember from a gaming point of view was the Nintendo DS had a mic on it and it was the exact same thing. It was literally, Oh, you, you, you use this to blow on it for yeah. a tech demo here and there. Yeah, I never saw sure. it integrated in a way that really actually improved your gaming experience. Um, it was always strange. I remember uh, one of the Pokemon games. There was a rumor that if you blew into the mic as you were trying to catch a Pokemon, it increased your chances. <laughs> I, I still uh, do the B button thing that you, yeah, you press it on the second shake or something like that. I don't know. I do it by like just I've been doing it since Pokemon Blue. Like that's yeah. how long I've been doing that for. Hey, whatever. If it works, it works. If you, at least if it the placebo <laughs> effect. If it think you yeah. think it works, then yeah, why not? It's working for you, right? Yeah. Um. The the controller as well the comfort of it to me they 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 made the the handles themselves a little bit longer um, to me it's a bit more comfortable than the the DualShock Four yeah I haven't really experienced um, anything wrong with the holding of it uh, yeah it just seems fine like uh, the one thing I do notice with that it is does it has a okay battery life um, yeah have have you had I've, to charge it already yeah I charged yeah. it the other day. Um, like I have the charging station and another controller, so it's uh, it was interesting. Like I let it die out, but when you told me low battery, it still had about early, about an hour of gameplay before it died, which is good. So I didn't really need to change it up. So realistically, I don't even think I needed a second controller. Usually, mm-hmm. I buy a second controller for that purpose of it dying so consistently. But uh, I'm starting to think I didn't need that second controller, but. Hopefully, there's more multiplayer games, and I have people come over and we play them, and then we need him. So, because I still want to try see what they do with next year's sports games, how NHL looks next year, how PGA if PGA they make another PGA because that was one of the first games I played on the PS5 was PGA, and it was glitched out to hell. But uh, I don't blame it because it was it's the first time on PS5, so I'm sure they didn't update it yet. But hopefully, they will because that was it's such a good game. Uh, so I, I looked it up. Um, Sony is saying you should get 15 hours of battery out of your PS4 controller or P, uh, your DualSense PS5 controller. My apologies. Um, but depending on the game you're playing, it, it will vary. So if there's a lot of rumble, if there's a lot of motion involved, that will vary. Mm-hmm. Um, in comparison, I just quickly looked up the Xbox Series X battery life on the controller, um, which uses AA batteries. You can actually get up to 48 hours on a single pack of batteries so it does go to, to yeah, show buy how much more the dual sense is using I, still think it's I mean you can get the the built the, the rechargeable play and charge kit um for the for the xbox series x controller but again like that's a pretty I, it, I, it goes to show how much this controller is doing the dual sense you yeah know? i never understood why they just do the batteries they're the only console in in the systems yep they are that the, the ones do According to an interview back in March, um, this is what they had to say. What it comes down to is when actually talking to gamers, it's kind of polarizing and there's a strong camp that really wants double A's. So that's uh, Jason Ronald, partner director of program management at Xbox. 
Are these gamers um, own battery companies? Digital foundries. So I feel like knows? these gamers probably own battery who, who companies. Knows? You know, I, it, to me, it's the it's the gate is a gamers and gamers is the owner of there's, going there's to the landfill. So that's the argument against it because you're exactly. frequently having to go through batteries unless you have rechargeable batteries, which you know that, that's you know, what that's I typically do. Yeah. Um, if I'm using batteries with these controllers, I'll probably pick up the the play and charge kit just because I I did the same thing for the Xbox One that actually I bought off you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had you. A week bought them <laughs> i bought it for a week and i was like yeah no, okay bye yeah so that was um that is probably something i'll do um for the for the xbox controller one thing i do appreciate about it though is what happens when the battery goes in your dual sense controller what do you do is there a way to replace it or do you end up having to buy a new controller which in my opinion might be more wasteful than just buying a pair of rechargeable double a batteries or this play and charge game. well so i've had the ps4 i've the ps4 i had for so long yeah I never had to replace a, a controller. Well, I bought. I know people who have ha- who have had to though. Well, get true enough that I'm not just like I'm more of a, you know, I'm not a gamer that plays every 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 night for four yeah. or five hours. I play yeah. what I can, and yeah. then I I play a game, and then yeah. I get heavily invested in that game, and then it's over because I play story games. But I've never like yes, I've seen uh, like the batteries dwindle. Like my one controller, the first one I got was the white one, which I got before I got the pro. Uh, I could see that it was dwindling. It didn't yeah. keep its charge as long as before, but I don't understand. I've never personally. I've never yeah. experienced. Well, I, I will say like my my PS3 batteries are pretty much shot in all my six axes and my DualShock threes. Uh, whereas my 360 and my Xbox One controllers, I can still just pop in double A. So there, I think there is something to be said if you, if you're planning on like having this for years and years like many people will do. Mm-hmm. There is something to be said about having replaceable batteries. Um, it's an interesting debate for sure. I think yeah. when it's new, yeah, I, I love having that built-in battery. I think of my phone the same way. Like I wouldn't want to change batteries in my phone. Oh I, gosh, I no. Would much rather just yeah. I don't charging, know. I, you know. Well, like the way I have it set up now, I have the charging station for the PlayStation, so I have both mm-hmm. controllers because the charging station for the PlayStation Five is just two slots. Yeah, and you just plop them in, and then yeah, it's pick more up like a dock, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. they are yeah, which is oh, it's not there anyways. Yeah. But um, yeah, I have it right beside the couch. Be lazy as heck. I never have to get out of the couch ever. <laughs> I had to do this time because I didn't sync the controller yet when I had to get to the next one. So I that took two minutes. But oh well, I should have done that once when I opened the box. But I thought they'd be smarter. They could just sense it now. But yeah. I'm not at that point yet. Yeah, it's it's funny. Even looking at Nintendo, their Pro Controller, forty hours with their built-in battery. Um, the Joy Cons, the individual Joy Con controllers that you know, attached to the console, they each will last about 20 hours. Um, so PlayStation DualSense has the least amount of battery life of any of the controllers, but it's also doing the most. Yeah. Um, those adaptive triggers truly, truly are yeah. to me game changing. I'm still very much looking forward to playing a racing game and seeing the gas pedal and the brake pedal. Grand Turismo should be coming feels, out soon. Right? So. So, like, I, I'm never going to buy it, so you're going to have to. Yeah, I'm definitely going <laughs> to have to test that out. Um, I think of, you know, um, shooting games. You know, like Think about when Fortnite does um, do something where you have a different feel for your trigger on different weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, you hop into a vehicle, suddenly you gas and brake. Like, that, to me, is some of the stuff that can really take advantage of this. Yeah, um, like, I, I can definitely tell for, yeah. for some things. Like, when you're fighting and stuff in yeah. Spider-Man, you can definitely tell that there's a better... Well, think of like a it. like a so, bow and arrow. Like as the the more you press, the tighter the string gets. The more well, that's what I'm hoping is, for. With cool. if they, I'm hoping that they'll just make an upgrade for The Last mm-hmm. of Us Two. Yeah. Instead of just uh, 
remaster. You buy a new one? Yeah. Or at least give you a deal for the new one or something and give you something else with it, but we'll see how it goes. Well, you know. But the PlayStation 5, I'd say 8 out of 10 right now. Okay. We still got some for for the first week, right? Yeah. Yeah. So 8 out of 10. But I mean comparison to an xbox that i would never own again so <laughs> well let's let's dive into the xbox then so xbox series x has been out a week plus two days um sorry you asking what time it is no i'm just asking how long this podcast is oh, so far we are at 52 minutes okay just one all right um so xbox series x came out a week plus two days ago it came out last tuesday um some of my initial impressions uh, when I first got it plugged in and everything, it looks really nice. I wish I could have stood it up where I wanted to put it, but I had to lie it down. You'll see that in my uh, setup video I'm going to release probably this weekend sometime. Um, it's just too tall for where I was trying to put it. It is in awkward shape. I couldn't put it where I had my Xbox One X before. Um, typically, when I buy a new console, I take the old console and I put it in the same spot. Yeah. Um, I could have done that with a PS5 had I picked it up. It sure. will fit where my PS4 Pro is. Even though it's gigantic, mm-hmm. it would still fit because it's more of a traditional um, shape of a console. It just happens to be a lot bigger. The Xbox Series X goes with this dramatically different box figure yeah and it's, uh, it does not fit in a traditional media cabinet it's something um, it's different i'll give you a it's lot cool like i, I do Is like it? it um but some of my initial <laughs> problems with the box are um and i i mentioned i was concerned about this when we unboxed it the plastic does retain finger oils you do see the oils yeah. on it so i'm gonna have to find some kind of cleaner that can clean it and then just never touch well, it. well here's the thing how um, often are you gonna be touching it anyway so say with the ps5 let's say yeah i'm gonna take I a micro when you put a disc in and out that's about the only times you yeah. need to but you know you get one kit around it's gonna be covered in fingerprints you know and i i'm just not looking forward to that <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah like I, I, I wasn't a big fan of that um but okay, so I got it plugged in, powdered on. Um, the setup was actually the easiest setup experience I've ever had. It asked me to uh, just connect it to my Xbox app, um, which I did very similar to the Oculus Quest experience. I just connected to my app and that took care of the rest. All of my settings carried over from my Xbox One X that I had before um, and I could just tweak it afterwards. But once I got to the actual main menu, I, I had a moment of like, Really? It's the exact same user interface as the Xbox One X. Exactly the same. So I had a moment of like disappointment because, you know, you get this new thing. You kind of want a new experience. But then it pulled me back a little bit. And I I had to think about this more like what we talked about with the Oculus Quest to the Quest 2 going from an old older phone to a newer phone. In my opinion, Microsoft is going more of the iteration route now over the reinvention route, which is they're constantly optimizing. They're constantly trying to make the user interface that works the best. And to be fair, the Xbox One X interface has seen many changes since it first came out. And arguably, it is the best version of itself so far. So why reinvent that all over again for a new console? So, well, so like, let's compare it to the PS5. So when the PS5 opens up first time, it says, welcome to PS5. Yep. You do all this fun stuff. It's yep. got a new interface like that. I think that's a wow factor. And that's what you. I think you need when you're buying this new system, especially one yep. that just came out. Yep. The last one was out five, almost 10 years ago. Um, not quite, but get Seven. in there. Um, you're expecting something else. Like with the PS5, especially the redesign of it completely mm-hmm. and the, the Xbox One, you expect yep. 
Xbox Series. So you, you expect a new experience. I expect new experience. Yes. And that I got that with the PS5. You, you did. You got a visually so hearing new that, I'm like, well. So, yeah. And, I, and that, that to me was my initial impression, which was a bit of disappointment. I, I was expecting this new experience. However, the new experience comes in different ways and it, it comes in unexpected ways and it takes a moment to to wrap your head around this truly is an upgrade to your last xbox this yeah. is not a replacement and that's a really important thing to consider it's a really expensive replacement it's, it's really expensive well it's, it's an upgrade <laughs> i understand it's like upgrade, it's the same right? with our phones but yeah it, it's not the next generation it is the next upgrade and so they, they are definitely going the route of phones. They're definitely going the route of, hey, let's just make the best operating system for a console. Let's forget about what is going to be the new user interface for the new console. It's let's just make the best user interface. I'm not going to say they have the best user interface, but I will say it is the best version of the Xbox interface so far. So, you know, once you come to terms with that, it's okay. It's already familiar. I already know how to use it. It carried over exactly sure. my personalization settings from before, much like when I moved from an old iPhone to a new iPhone. I, I get to continue using this device. I don't have to relearn it. So, okay, cool. I can get on board with that. The controller, again, another story. It looks exactly Completely underwhelming. It's the same story as, yeah. as the well, user yeah. interface. You've got improved button feel. The D-pad is definitely much nicer. They pulled that off their Pro Controller, which is more of a luxury um, controller when you're looking at the different game pads. Sure. Um, but when you put it in your hand and you're not looking at it and you're not pressing the buttons, there's nothing special about it. You're just using another Xbox controller. So again, it's iterations. They've, they've improved, but they're not revolutionizing anything. They're not pushing the envelope to say, hey, we're going to give you these adaptive triggers so that you can have an improved experience. We're, we're not going to give you haptic feedback so that every step in the different textures you walk in are going to be different. Boo. I, you're not wrong. <laughs> like, I was, Why not do that? I was like, you blown know I mean? away playing Astro's Playground, and I hope, I hope developers take advantage of it. Oh, I'm sure they but, will once well, they get the whole review. Well, it depends. They, it all depends right? what. It all depends. So, yeah. so this this was a bit of the story initially as I got into it. The next disappointment was it took a really long time to download the games. That this is something I, I only was downloading optimized games for the series x so I, I i started to download for forza horizon 4 um gears 5 um master chief collection um doom um the, the latest one doom eternal um so i started downloading all of them i probably waited an hour and a half and i didn't get to play a game what it it was taking like these are massive downloads and i, I it's not like i have slow internet i've got 500 megabit per mm. second down internet yeah um I think it was downloading max like 39 megabits per second. Well, you, what, but here's the thing. So crazy. Yeah, I, I think I the mistake I made was starting with Forza Horizon 4, which is coming from a Microsoft server. It is also the biggest of the four games that I was trying to download because the moment that one finished, it seemed like everything else just picked yeah. up and it just I, flew Sure, by. I guess. But so, like you, I downloaded four games I know. in 15 minutes. I know. I watched. So the, it was definitely – that was hard. And you know what? I could have prepared. I have an Xbox One X. I could have put games on a hard drive. I could have even just – turned on my xbox one x and network transfer there's a lot of options but if i'm a new xbox series x uh gamer i'm new to the xbox ecosystem i sign up for game pass and i start downloading games that was not a great first experience i actually did not play well, a game like, till the next day one thing between the two and i and this goes to your point i guess in a sense is that the ps5 the way i've seen it and the way it's being marketed and the way it's being 
even when you're just looking at it yeah. on screen, it is meant to be for new players. It's new. It's different. Yeah. It's meant to be for like even all the the tr- the commercials and everything. It's meant to be trying to grab new people that yep. have never played PlayStation before, and I'm getting that feeling a lot. Yeah. Especially with Astros Playgrounds, the idea of how to use PlayStation yep. in general. Um, and then you, to your point, that Xbox is expecting people who's buying the Xbox Series to already have know how to play Xbox. Yeah, yeah. Which I think that's where, for me, the PlayStation would win again because now you're trying to, you're not just feeding to the people you already have. You're trying to pull in new people. Yeah, and that's a business model. Yeah. But again, you know, PlayStation is uh, Sony itself is a different situation than Microsoft. Yeah. Because Microsoft is only in the computer game for the most part. They do have a little bit side projects here and there, while Sony is a multimedia company. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Like, um, okay. So going back to Xbox, mm-hmm. my for impression sure. so far has been mediocre it's been i've experienced this before nothing's particularly new these games are taking a long time i go to bed i I didn't even play a game the first night i set it up yeah um next day so this is now the saturday because i had bought it on the two uh, oh no sorry i got it on the wednesday delivered um i didn't unbox it until the thursday when we did the the double unboxing um got home super late on the thursday i started editing the video i think i went to bed like 1 p.m 1 a.m that night um just after getting some initial edits done while it was fresh in my head kind of what i had pictured it would look like um worked all day friday and then finally friday night i was like i'm doing this i'm i'm setting this console up i'm gonna play it tonight finally i've had this thing for three days now for sure didn't play it that night (laughs) went to bed was kind of disappointed i'm not gonna lie um got up the next day i had some stuff i had to do so it wasn't until later in the day that i finally turned the thing on i think it was it was later afternoon when i turned it on i was like cool games are installed i'm gonna try this out so the first thing i did is i booted up forza horizon 4 it started really fast look <laughs> at that 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 solid state that flash storage on it um makes a huge difference i'm used to starting it up on my xbox one x and waiting and like literally i would hit the start button and i more often than not i'd either have my phone out in my hand or i'd leave the room grab myself a drink grab a snack come back yeah start the game if i had been playing it on my pc recently you would have to sync my save um it was it was a couple minutes of waiting to start playing the game this is not the case on the xbox series x i think it starts faster than it did on my pc interesting which i was quite blown away by yeah um now to be fair i do have the game installed to a hard drive on my pc i've got my operating system running on solid state drive but the game is installed to hard drive so i don't know how they would compare if i installed forza rise 4 directly to my solid state drive on my pc and then compare the two but i i feel like at least in my perception was it started up faster on the xbox series x than my pc so that was the first time since I turned the thing on the night before that I was like, okay, this is cool. I like this. Um, it was also the first time I've played this game in 4K, truly in 4K. Yes, the Xbox One X was able to play it in 4K, but it, it wasn't really. like I, I think I think it was upsampling from a lower resolution. Um, it was only doing it at 30 hertz, and there was a lot of frame dips. Even on my PC, I... I the maximum resolution I can get is my ultra wide, which is like 3840 by 1440, still not 4K. Um, and yes, while I was able to get higher 
frames per second than 60 frames per second, which I was playing on my TV. This is the first time I played 4K, 60 frames per second, and it was consistent. Does it give you an option to play between uh, performance and fidelity? I don't. I, I, I There might be. Um, I didn't bother to check because it was so smooth. It was so good. I just hopped in right away. I just couldn't wait to get into my first race. I got into a race. Man, what a difference it makes, at least for a racing game, having twice the frame rate than you have on the old console. This is the first time I did this on a 55-inch screen that I had a game running this smoothly at that resolution. That was awesome. Like That was, yeah. that was the first time that I was like, oh, like yeah, I'd like this console. Like Up yeah. to that point, sure, it kind of had a nice look, but everything else had been underwhelming. I didn't get a new experience with the user interface. The controller was very much the same thing. There's no new features to the controller really, really to speak of. Yes, there's a share button, but I, I'm sorry, I'm not... I'm, I'm, that doesn't get me excited, no. right? This performance, the speed at which the game started up was amazing. So I was like, okay, I played that for a few minutes. I was finally impressed. And then I decided, okay, I got to try out some other games. So I booted up um, uh, Master Chief Collection. I hopped into Halo 3. I started the game from the beginning. Again, started up very fast. Um, it is optimized for Xbox Series X already. So it's in 4K. It's running at 60 frames per second. Um and then I wanted to try quick resume. So I hopped over to Forza Horizon 4. Sure enough, within 10 seconds, I'm back exactly to where I was on Forza Horizon 4. I didn't have to quit a game. I didn't have to launch a game. I was just right back. My first experience didn't go great because Forza uh, <laughs> froze up within oh, like 30 yeah. seconds. I was like, all right, it's a new feature, whatever. Uh, That's so no excuse, I, Xbox. I, Figure I, it out. <laughs> yeah, I quit out of the game. Um and then I launched up another game. I launched up uh, actually Ori, uh, Will of the Wisps. It's a beautiful game, beautiful art style, beautiful uh, soundtrack. It's really cool game. Um, and I started hot swapping between Halo and that. And I was able to do that probably five times in a row without a problem. Um, and that's when I, I started to realize like, okay, this does have some new features. This does have some wow factors. This quick resume is really impressive. I booted up two or three more games and I was able to hop back and forth all of them without an issue and it, it 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 was seconds rather than minutes of jumping in between i didn't i i i just was really really impressed by that that was super cool um that is for me the one big thing that it has over every other thing you play a game on that you can actually do multitasking of games if you want yeah. um that was really cool not that like i have a tendency of jumping between games usually when i sit down to play yeah, a game i, I want to play a little weird game. but you know I wish I had it. Like, I, maybe yeah. I do. I don't. Maybe it's coming. Once you have it, though, it's kind of like you start to realize, like, now that I can jump between games, like. I think when it comes down to the PS5 and they fix yeah. the rest mode situation, that it will be there. It Possibly, may just yeah. play, it may it just be faster than what the PS4 mm. did. Yeah. Um, But I'm not sure. Because the PS5, was when you leave a game, you're yeah. not really leaving a game, but yeah. you can go right back into it, pressing the button. Well, so. this is the most impressive feature about Quick Resume is that you can turn it off. You can unplug it. You can go somewhere else, plug it back in, and it will still quick resume. Interesting. Like, this technology is incredible. I want to see it come to PS5. I want to see it come to PCs. Like, this mm-hmm. is a really, really impressive feature. Um, so that that is my experience so far. I think um, this is – Microsoft's taking a different route than PlayStation. PlayStation is sticking to the more traditional. Each generation is a unique new experience. Xbox is saying, and they've done this since the original Xbox One came out. Xbox One came out and said, hey, we're, we're going to support all the old games. 
360 Xbox games, they're all going to be supported. Xbox Series S and X came out. Now you're getting optimized versions of these older games. Xbox Series X comes out. They're, they're continuing that trend, which is they just, if you have an Xbox, you have all the Xboxes. You can play them all. And we're going to try and give for you sure. the best experience of it all. PlayStation has not done that to the same degree. They're still trying to push for those new experiences. So it's a yeah. very different business model that Xbox is starting to go down. Not to say it's the better one, but it's it's certainly a refreshing take. Um, you know, we were playing Fall Guys last night. And I was talking to Dave and I was saying, Dave, you're going to love the Xbox Series X because it's it's your Xbox One on steroids. It's 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 just like the most souped up version of your Xbox One, but it's still that same experience, right? Yeah, and that bores the heck out of me. <laughs> but that's just me. I mean, like with the PS5 and the PlayStation in general, it's always been about creating moments within games. And yeah. I think Xbox is more creating moments with your friends. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, there's different situations. And like PlayStation has the online capabilities and they do push like God of... Like, uh, um, Call of Duty and all those yeah. kind of games, and but you kind of have to. Yeah, that's just it. But like, they also really push getting involved into games, and like, not to say that you know Xbox doesn't have theirs. Like Gears, when I was in, I was into Gears. I was into yeah, you know all that stuff. But I mean, you can only go so far now. They're in Gear Seven or something. Gears stupid. Five, yeah, and it's just ridiculous. But you know, it's just a different kind of. They're two different. But the same at the same. They're two well, yeah, different things, but at the same time, the a same Japanese thing. publisher that creates experiences they're very focused on that and then you've got the american um you know uh, company that's making xbox and they're approaching it very differently for a different market you know the xbox doesn't even um come close to the sales figures that playstation has in japan yeah um, it's totally like, it's night and day i think uh, in japan there's been over a hundred thousand playstations units sold i i i I could probably validate how many. I think it was only like 20,000 in the same time period for Xbox. So huge difference. Yeah. Obviously, North America is a different beast. There's a much more divided split between the two here. Um, but my last, the last thing I wanted to talk about on Xbox is the way they're going now. It makes me wonder because a lot of the games are cross-play with a PC. Like, I, as I alluded to before, I've already been playing games like Master Chief Collection and Forza Horizon 4 and Gears 5 on my PC, um, and my saves carry over. What is stopping Xbox now from just saying, hey, you know what, we're going to have a, a first-party console that we're releasing, but wh- wh- how long until they say, hey, you know what, HTC or, or Toshiba or any of these other hardware manufacturers, do you want to make an Xbox? We'll give you the software. You can, and and now all of a sudden, they don't even have to worry about the hardware anymore. They can go completely hardware agnostic. They're kind of dipping their toes into this with their cloud streaming. They're allowing you to play Xbox games on an Android device. They're trying on iOS, but Apple's being a little bit yeah. difficult. Um, but the fact that I can play my Xbox games anywhere, to me, they're going less focused on the console and they're saying hey we just want you to have access to our services we're going to make this great console but to me I'm, I'm genuinely curious they could go the the android route and say hey the software is available to any hardware ma- manufacturer that wants to license it sure. um and then cool you might have a hundred dollar xbox yeah it's probably going to play games not so great but it's an option and that can really increase their market share sure i mean i think that diminish if they did that that would Diminish the Xbox, in my opinion. The quality could be diminished. It could I, be. Well, I think right? that you, you run in a chance of like a bunch of people getting this product and then 
having a very bad experience and be like, I'm never going back to Xbox. Again. But it's worked for Android. Android's got a bigger market share than iOS. And the one thing that Apple does is they focus on the experience, same way that Sony does with PlayStation. Google releases Android. They've also done the same thing with Chrome OS. Yes, they make their own phones. They have the Google Pixel phone. They've got the Pixel Book, Chrome um, um, books. But other manufacturers make them too. And because of that, they've gotten this huge market share. And it hasn't diminished their their entry. If anything, it's helped boost it because it got more people using this stuff. Yeah, I think this is a different, for me personally, I think this is a different situation. I get it. It's technology in the same point. But I think when it comes to Xbox for gaming, I think, mm. I know they're trying with the, the Stevia or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, oh, Google's got their Stadia. Yeah, Stadia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't know a single person who's used it. So um, <laughs> I know a few, but it hasn't been. Uh, yeah, so it's no like good things. Yeah. And it's just, I feel like, oh, you're going to play, let's say you're really excited about a game and then you play it on that thing and then it just ruins it. But the game has won millions of awards. You know, and but then it's tainted for you. And like, I don't understand how it's like. I just find like it can lead to so much more problems when you do something like that. Yeah. But we won't know until they try. So you never know. Um, I think PlayStation is never going to do that, and I think I'm okay with that. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't see Sony doing that anytime soon. Absolutely, they try, um, but I mean, but I mean, so they they've they've dipped their toes a little bit into streaming games with the PlayStation Now service, which it it's okay uh, but mm. these newer services like like xbox is like xcloud is a really solid well, like way I, to stream video games yeah like i've said before like sony is taking this more as a business model as a product mm-hmm. so with like the playstation the play now you get the games but then you lose them and then you sure. have to play them again like well not with playstation with play plus playstation plus you get to keep those games forever but i feel like that's a more of a smart business model than giving those games to those people all the time. Yeah. Because then now they, they really enjoyed that game, but now they have to go buy it, mm. you know, or, you know what I mean? That's just, you're giving the, you're giving them a taste of trying it, but I'm like, Oh shit, I really played that game. I love that game. And now I got to go buy it because I want to finish it or yeah. I want to do something about it. I, that's just for me as a business person. I think that's more of a sustainable way of keep going. Yes. You have that subscription fee with both of them, mm-hmm. but and that get, and it's working right now. Subscriptions are all the rage. Like that's how this world's running right now. But I don't know. That's just for me. I see that as as a better business profit than. It, 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 time will tell. Ult- ultimately, that's going to be the the great teller. I mean, who's going to have the better games right now? PlayStation yeah. has the better. Like the PS Five has the better new games. They yeah, have. There's only a few. Done but, the Demon yeah. Souls remaster. That's out. Spider Man Miles Morales. I'm I'm stoked to play that. I really want to play that. Um, they've they've done the better job of getting some titles out at release that make you want to play those games. Yeah. In comparison, sure. there's not a single new Xbox Series X game for me to try. Not not one new game that was developed for the next generation, specifically for me to play. So I'm, I'm sitting here rehashing games that have already come out. Yes, they've been optimized. Yes, they play amazing and they, they it, it's a great experience, but there's nothing like, there's nothing that I'm, I'm pumped to play right now. Like Halo Infinite's been pushed to next year, you know? Um, yes, Cyberpunk's around the corner, but yeah. it's also available on PlayStation. It's not an exclusive, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it will be an interesting few months to see what they push out. Yeah. It will be a year probably before we see them at their full potential, yeah. but... 
we'll see what's going on there. Yeah. So my rating for Xbox, you gave uh, PlayStation eight out of five. I'm actually giving Xbox a, a sorry eight out of ten. I'm giving <laughs> Xbox uh, eight out of five uh, would be an amazing. I'm, I'm giving them a, a seven out of ten in yeah, terms of fair. the overall package. So my my experience with the the setup and the initial getting things going was honestly pretty pretty garbage. Mm-hmm. But the the experience once I got to actually use it, um, much better. Like the the it's a great piece of technology. If there's a lot of games you're playing on Xbox right now, this is an amazing up. Like if you're using an Xbox One, no question, get an Xbox Series X. Sure. If you're on an Xbox One X, the Xbox One sucks, anyways. I'm I'm a little more like, sure, upgrade. It is definitely an improvement. Like it's a massive improvement over the Xbox One X. But do you have to upgrade? Like, do, mm-hmm. it, it, there's not there's nothing really saying you Fair have enough. to upgrade. Well, I mean. For my experience from the Xbox One, I would upgrade. But I'm Xbox also, One, yes. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we're never going to get sponsored by Microsoft now, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, at least I won't. <laughs> you have to. Anyways. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, from the consoles, you know, good start. We're getting there. Yeah. Um, just before we end this, I've got a couple things we want to go through the movies because yep. there's some big movie things that have happened hey, in yeah, the last little while. Let's talk about it. Um, biggest one for me. Was that one of them finally got announced that it's going to go to HBO Max? Oh, really? It's still going to do theaters where it can safely, but to, it was announced yes, today or yesterday that it will go uh, to HBO. December twenty fifth and yeah, for free theaters. As long as you have the subscription, you get to watch it. So like, there's no extra fee. There's no nothing. Um, it's a, that's an interesting approach, but I think HBO is really trying to hold on. That's so. What you're talking about is for the U.S. Yes. Well, we'll have it for Crave. It should go to Crave. Um, I haven't read it. So I'm reading an article right now on CBC. They said, so Wonder Woman 1984 will make history in the U.S. when it becomes the first superhero blockbuster to debut simultaneously in theaters and on a streaming platform. For Canadians, the viewing options won't be so revolutionary. Um, So it will be released in in theaters on December 25th, assuming we don't go into another lockdown Mm. whatnot. The current plan is... To release it in theaters December 25th in Canada. Um, currently, it doesn't look like anybody in Canada has streaming rights. Well, if it's on HBO Max, Crave owns each. It has there, the streaming there's rights. There's a good HBO. chance we'll see but it I, Well, like if we think about it this way, because like French Prince just got released yeah. last night, the reunion. And that's HBO Max. Yeah. So we'll see. It's hard to say. Nothing's been confirmed. Like literally CBC is saying here, HBO Max doesn't operate as a streaming service outside of the US, though some of its higher profile TV shows and made for streaming original films are licensed to Bell Media's Crave platform in Canada. So So we'll see. I'm sure they won't drop the ball on that because they would want as many people going on for that. And speaking of DC as itself, they released a new trailer, a kind of a new trailer, black and white trailer for the just uh, Zack Snyder's Justice mm-hmm. League, um, and it looks a lot. It looks you got Dark Side in there, so you know I'm always happy about Dark Side being there. Uh, there's apparently a hundred. There what was it, what was it? Uh, it's either a hundred and fifty minutes, or uh, and fifteen. Yeah, it's a hundred and fifty minutes. I'm pretty sure of extra time, shot, new yeah, footage. Over two hours of new footage. Yeah. 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 So that's crazy, and I know already that they're planning to do. Uh, it in episode in episodes instead of just a full movie because the way they're building it, it's going to be a six hour movie, which it would should have been anyways, but not in six hours. It should have yeah. been built a way bigger in the way. But that's what happens when you uh, listen to critics. Um, in my opinion, when you listen to because like 
DC and Marvel, I we can have this battle every day, are two different companies, in my opinion, and two different styles of comics. Oh, yeah, they're completely different. So to go one route with one way and then go the other way, it just didn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, I mean, here, here's the thing. The, the, the general audience has their likes, as always. There's always mm-hmm. going to be the traditional general audience member who's going to go out and they like their kind of movies, they like a certain style, and they're going to judge everything else against that style. So yeah. absolutely, I totally agree with you. They're two different things. Um, I, I, I still fall in the camp that I, I haven't liked many of the DC films since the Dark Knight trilogy. Honestly, even the Dark Knight Rises was not a bit, I wasn't a big yeah, fan it wasn't of that the greatest, one. But, um, but uh, of all the new ones, like, when Man of Steel came out, I liked Man of Steel. Sure. Um, that 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 first one, I enjoyed that movie. Um, I've I enjoyed Wonder Woman, but I had my problems with it. I don't think it was the the ten out of ten that many people have made it out to be. But on the whole, I walked away from it enjoying the movie. I thought it was a really good movie. There was just many parts that I thought were not done as well as I would have liked to see. Sure. Um, outside of that, though, like Justice League, yeah, it was a it was a seeming pile of garbage eh, well <laughs> from the point Superman like it has really better bad. it has moments in it yeah ben affleck is actually considered is the best batman i think other I than no michael problem. keaton michael uh, keaton's yeah, the best batman everybody ever. talks about ben, ben affleck as as batman i i don't disagree i think he made a fantastic batman i think he just wasn't given um, the chance which is he unfortunate. wasn't in the best batman films but he's a great batman well yeah well actor. he hasn't given the chance to do batman just for his batman justice sure. because yeah. the justice league I'm pretty sure Joss Whedon just doesn't was in there to just mess it up. I feel like there was a lot of things in there that he. Just, I I couldn't disagree. Like I, I feel know, like I, he I had completely in, disagree like, with that. I think Joss Whedon is a fanboy of all of this I stuff. I don't know. And, what, well, look what he did to Age of Ultron. So I'm just saying. Okay, but again, you talked a moment ago about studios listening to critic yeah. to critics and listening to fans, and I would argue, and from what everybody has said. It, the, the same shit that happened with Suicide Squad is what happened with Age of Ultron. Yeah. DC fans in general like to run to the defense of DC really quickly, but I will say, I think we saw a similar thing happen between Age of Ultron and with, with Suicide Squad. You had the original intention for these movies and the ideas and the director. Like, Joss Whedon made an incredible movie in the Avengers. No doubt he should have gotten the next movie. He got the next movie. And it felt like a completely different movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Suicide Squad, from everything that we were being told initially, was going to be this movie. And then it turned out to be a cluster cluster mess of many other movies. Yeah. Um, well, the thing with that... Well, the thing with... Uh, this is the problem with Warner Bros. It's Warner Bros. that's really messing up the yes, DC thing. Yes, yes. Because they're stepping in. Suicide Squad was a completely different movie. It, it was like three movies trying to be one. Well, they shot it completely different. Like, yeah. The Joker was such a bigger part of it. Yeah, and he was then, barely in the and movie. And they cut him. Yeah. They cut them all out. Yeah. Because people were, the fan out uh, cry there was, was like. There was potential for a good movie in there. Well, the thing is, everyone was so upset that, well, how he looked. And I'm like. Nah. People uh, were upset when they saw Heath Ledger. I know. That's what Joker. I said. Like, wait until the performance. But then exactly. they cut his performance. Yeah. So um, it was so dumb. Like, it was. It could have. Yeah. Like, Suicide Squad has a lot of. Like, it said, I think it had a lot of potential. As the person who's read a lot of the comics and know yeah. those characters, yeah. the way some of those people have portrayed those characters sure. are really well done. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. As I think a they Batman have a really fan, weak villain. Um, well, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, for Suicide <laughs> like, Squad, there was no villain. Movies. There was there was a villain. He yeah, had like what's his what's her face is a villain, but but it was it was very weak. Like she it, is part of the Suicide it, Squad. She should have they killed her. It just felt like there was three different people who had three different ideas for this movie, and they just said, "Ah, let's just mash them together." Well, the thing is, David Ayer, the guy who directed it, yeah, didn't get a final cut. Yeah, and that's the problem with movie. Th- they don't give them final cut, and you yeah. can't. 
do that to a director. Yep. You like because you get them to shoot this movie, yep. the way you wanted they wanted to do it. Yep. And then you're like, well, now I have to work with this. It's gonna look <laughs> like crap because yeah. you had to change your direction. Yeah. And that's and I, and I feel like yes, Josh Whedon was given a, like a seventy five percent film movie, and then had to change. Yeah, according to what Warner Bros. wanted, which I think he probably did, and he also put his own stuff in it. And I'm like, I don't think like, Justice League itself is such a dark group in the first place. They oh, yeah, all yeah. come from demons. Yes, so does the Marvel, like yeah. the the Avengers. Yeah, in a not sense. to the same degree though. But like, yeah. you know what I mean. And like, you can't just switch but them on a dim. It, like if you well, watch Batman versus Superman, you, you had a director had, like Zack Snyder is a very unique director. Yeah. I don't think anybody could have picked up a movie that Zack Snyder was making and yeah. had 75% done and then be able to finish it and make and have it feel like a complete movie. Yeah. I don't think that, I, I don't think that was realistic to stick on the same timetable. Um, it just was never going to be the movie that fans expected. Yeah. It to well, be. the thing is like, if you, I know a lot of people didn't like Batman V Superman, but it was a such, it was a buildup movie. If you watch that sure. and then like because it builds up those two it, characters, it, it was a build up and it then, was also a rushed job, which again to me is Warner Brothers. They were trying to catch up to Marvel and they should yeah. have just been well. They had to these two of their own homes. They shouldn't have been thinking about Marvel. Yeah, well, they, they should have like the yeah. It's it was just a. I crazy think that's I think that's the problem. Know. You've got businessmen who are more focused on you know competing than thinking about the art itself. Well, and, I think they've slowed it down now because after the success sure. of Wonder Woman, yeah. which they let just kind of move, yeah, like, they just let it. Play its own gears, yeah, and then the success of it, and now yeah. Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty, whatever it's called, nineteen eighty four, yeah, um, and how much it's been delayed and yep. delayed, delayed, and that's just pandemic plus, yeah, its own issues. I think we're gonna. Hi- it's not gonna be as good as the first one, and never, no sequel really is. Mm-hmm. Um, Cheetah is kind of a is a very strong character as a villain. She's not the only villain, but speaking enough that the Pedro Pascal who plays the Mandalorian yep. is the is in Wonder Woman in 1984, but uh, Cheetah, unless they get the graphics right, it's going to be a big flop. Mm. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. They've had, they've certainly had plenty of time to work on the VFX. Um, so the only excuse there is budget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, for these movies, like if if Warner Brothers is truly invested in making their money from them, they they need to invest. They need to yeah. po- penny up. So um, going back to Justice League, you know, here's the the, the biggest thing that bothers me about this Zack Snyder. Final cut, whatever you want to call it. It's bizarre to me, A, that we time and time again have had to go through this because if he keeps getting his cuts, then why isn't Warner Brothers just saying, just make the the, the Snyder cut the first time? And so what my problem with this is, is, is this just... He gets the mulligans that nobody else gets. Is this just yet? He gets to make his first cut, and then he gets to chalk it up that it wasn't his cut, and then he gets to do it again. Well, the thing is, he <laughs> didn't get to finish that movie. I I know Justice League, he didn't. Yeah, I, I realize that, but we've seen it with Watchmen. Did we, he do another Watchmen? Yeah, he did the director's cut, and it was dramatically longer, and it was changed from the original theatrical release that people really poo-pooed well um, they changed the ending he, so he, he did his thing. director's cut on that one and it's significantly longer i have it on blu-ray um he has done it um there, there's been more than one movie I'm, I'm struggling off the top of my head to think of the the various movies he's done but at the end of the day like this movie if he was 75 percent done justice league it still would have been dry. I'm pretty like, sure he finished Justice League. They were pretty much done. I feel like they what were pretty happened close was to being done too. Yeah. He couldn't do the reshoots. Yes. And then when they brought in Josh Whedon, they chose they told him to rewrite scenes. 
and then sure. we shoot. Yeah, which again, if you're coming in at the final hour, you're going to say yes to what the studio demands because you're coming in at the final hour, you want the job. Like if they could have easily swapped him out for somebody else. If they There's really a whole lot of issues with Ross Whedon as well because um, there's a lot of uh, harassment sure. and um, bullying apparently that he used. Sure, but sure. I haven't looked into it. I don't know what's substantiated. I haven't looked into that either. At the end of the day, I think that was just a, a messy situation. It was a, a shitty timing for, for Zach and his family. And I think that's um, why he's getting it. Totally. Not only that, it was yeah. just, just so it's, the it's fan the base is huge. so drastically changed. Like I, I want to see the theatrical Z- Snyder cut. You know, yeah. I, I would have liked to have seen what that would have looked like, and then see how this new movie that he's now. Well, created. the thing is, like the actor for Dark Side has come out and said, "I shot a whole movie," and then before, and they cut really? him out of the whole movie. That's weird. And like he shot all his scenes, and like they were like. Why did we cut him it out? It just seems like studio hell. And like, who who's the producer for these movies? Yeah, who is the producer? I don't know. Ultimately, like, did the producer change when Snyder dropped out of directing? Probably, but probably he probably is producing it himself. But um, <laughs> yeah, because like the 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 day they announced it, yeah, it's the next day they announced the trailer. Yeah, they showed the trailer, yeah. which we had already seen. Oh, that they, no one's they, ever they had seen new scenes. They had scenes that were totally redone with the VFX, like completely redone. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm sorry. I, this is, you can't actually compare the Snyder cut to the theatrical release. You can't compare it because they've had years to work on this. They've had years to make changes. I, they, they had the benefit of getting to see the original release and see the critiques to go back and now redo sure. things to, to fix them. I think. Well, like I don't think there's no movie. other chance unless you unless you shot him down, reshoots, which is are impossible, because like even when he was done what he had done, they already agreed to doing some reshoots. Yeah. So you have to give him some, but I don't know. That one's a tricky one because I think it's too different. Like you got a his vision that he planned to do from the get go, sure, and that he already shot, which from the scenes that have already been in there. Mm-hmm. Um, that they cut because he like, even the mention of dark side like they just cut they say it once and then they get rid of it you can't just like which they don't why? even show him you know that that that's it I, was I, just such a big thing when they were talking about Stephen yeah. wolf and he's like oh dark side and then uh, they they didn't even say his name yeah or they did and they and it's just like they don't even show him but, but you have it shot you have him i, I, I just, just didn't make sense to me, me is to release this you know massive budgeted movie with all these stakes because you you want to get in the same um, audience, you know, view of what Marvel's pulled off with the cinematic universe, and you want to be in the same league as that. So you go out there and you you release this Justice League movie, even though you had to change directors part way through. How do you allow that movie to get released in the state that it was with the VFX? Like, I'm sorry, to have your Superman with this weird upper lip because See, I didn't he notice had a mustache. it, but I wasn't really looking. Oh, it was it, it's it's obvious. Like <laughs> to to have the movie released with him looking like that with such a poor VFX job done that literally after the trailer came out, you saw people fixing it within a day, mm-hmm. just taking the the footage that they saw in the trailer and they were able to fix that. How did the VFX artists who were paid to make this movie? not have the time or the budget mm-hmm. or the skill. I don't know what it was. Well, that's got to be Waterman's fault because like done. clearly they were ready to work. Like Henry Cavill was clearly ready to work on another film. And then yeah. they weren't going to do reshoots. The movie was done. Yeah. Th- just from that point of view, the movie was done. They weren't going to do reshoots. Yeah. And then they decided his film wasn't good enough for them <laughs> and decided to do, to do something else. Cause that is clearly yeah. what has happened. Yeah. Because like, 
because he had a contract that he had to keep his mustache, right? So yes, he was in Mission Impossible. So that that obviously means that they weren't gonna. He wasn't ready for research. He was done his movie. Yeah, and then they were like, "No, we don't like that." Yeah, let's do this. But now the outcry, like the petitions, like when you have a fan base like DC saying, "No, give us what we wanted." Yeah, you're wrestling up five of the biggest characters. Yeah, you're bringing in one of the. You missed an opportunity with the biggest villain of in DC history. Yep, and. The only person who had, like, because if everyone who watches Beaver Superman, by Beaver Superman, you saw the Stark side symbol, and everyone's like, Yes, that's what we want. Yeah, we yeah. saw it coming, they teased it, and then that's why I said it's <laughs> such a lead up to that. And then yeah. for them to just drop this Marvel wannabe is just like, Okay, well, because even the bright scene at yeah. the end when they're in that country, I was yeah. just like, That's too colorful, like, it's, yeah. it's doesn't need to be that to way. Me, to me, the, 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 the standout thing here is the dc films have been plagued by mismanagement for years Mm -hmm. they have had these people making decisions who they clearly want what marvel and disney have yeah they clearly want that they want the success they want the fandom they want people to react the same way but they're they're rushing it, and I think that's yeah. well, I think I that's think what's bothering. Like the, the hardcoreest of fans are always going to defend it because they're the hardcoreest of fans. That will happen on any side of any fence ever. But the only reason they have to defend it is because of these decisions that are being made. That these mismanagement um, things are happening. That's the I mean, why you have to. There's also the like all the issue of like yes, everyone like you said like everyone's comparing it to us a, a different thing when Which they, they could be two different. They are two different. Yeah. Just because they're but, both um, superheroes doesn't mean... I think they've learned to, from that because yeah. they gave James Gunn free control of Suicide Squad, yeah, too. Yeah, finally. Where it's just called Suicide yeah. Squad. And uh, hopefully... Which is going to look so bad to the other guys. Be like, mm-hmm. okay, well, why'd you give him one? Why'd yeah. you let him have all this power, oh, but absolutely. you didn't let us have this power? Yep. Why do you trust him? So, I yep. don't know. It's it's just... And then and then who's just going to turn around and go back to your <laughs> yeah, he's rival company? Three. Yeah. Like... Yeah, it, but it, you it's... won't trust a guy you trust like I think yeah. they, like who came up with this like the first one, yep. which got Will Smith, Ben Affleck, yep. all these people to stay signed on to this movie. Yeah, yeah, you want to go change it, but it's it's a head scratcher. Um, the only other thing I want to talk about, moving on from movies, just real yeah, quick, yeah, yeah, uh, is the big Tom Holland Daisy Ridley movie called. Um, I had it in my head right there. It was plagued for so long. It took so long to come out because they didn't want it to come out for the longest time. And they shot this movie about three or four years ago, uh, maybe even five years ago, and they just couldn't get it out. Now it's coming out. It's called Chaos Walking. Hmm. The trailer came out today. So it's really a really interesting film, and and I want to see how it's going to look. I think now that the success of uh, – I don't know what the cause was, but now the success of Tom Holland as Spider-Man, it's going to push it. That's probably why they have it out coming out. But it's a very interesting – plot hmm. it's kind of like children of men but the opposite not no i wouldn't even say that it's like the only thing that's opposite about it is the fact that there's no women left and daisy Rosalie becomes the only woman hmm. and then uh yeah so it'll be interesting to see what happens but it, it watch the trailer get a look see what everyone thinks and it's interesting it's uh, i thought it was an interesting plot and that's that and why i wanted to bring it up because it took so long for that movie to come out it was plagued yeah with lots of issues there, but I do think that was a release problem too, but hopefully they don't have that problem with, uh, un- uncharted. It's, it's actually based on a, a book series. Yes. Um, yeah, I read that. So it's adapting the first book, which was a 2008, uh, novel titled the knife of never letting go by Ness. 
Um, yeah. Okay. I'll definitely have to check it out. Mm-hmm. Oh, what else? Uh, yeah, I guess that's really it for the media world for me. Um, the only other thing, uh, nominations for Game of the Years are out. Not Game of the Year, but yeah, the Game Awards are out. Game Awards are I don't out. know yeah, what Game of the Year. There's no nomination for Game of the Year yet. Well, not from the website, at least. Uh, so those, And that presentation is December 10th. Yep. So that's going to be interesting coming out. See what they do for that. Um, top ones, obviously, are Last of Us. I think Last of Us is going to take a lot of it. Uh, they're almost in every category. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, it's be interesting couple months to see coming up now. Because now that Christmas is coming out, see what they're going to push for games, for movies, for television. Um, there's not a lot of new TV shows coming out. Yeah. So, but hopefully... So I actually, I do have the Game of the Year contenders here. That These are the nominees. Oh, I couldn't uh, find those. And this is what we'll end this uh, podcast on. So Game of the Year uh, contenders. We have Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, which I'm actually playing right now, Hades, Animal Crossing New Horizons, and The Last of Us Part Two. Honestly, for me, out of all of these, there's really only two options and that is The Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima, which is funny because these are both exclusives to exactly. the PlayStation platform. Um, however, that is my bias. I, I think, you know, looking across Doom Eternal, yeah, I, I know it's an incredible game that I know a lot of people are enjoying. I just don't know how it, it would take either of these games as Game of the Year. Final Fantasy VII Remake, it's a remake that's not even a full game. It's just episode one. Um, you know, I, I, how do you make that Game of the Year? Um, I have heard... Hades, I have not played it, but I've heard it is an incredible indie title. Um, I've heard nothing but but great things. That I think it has a chance in this. Uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons, listen, it could win. It's a Nintendo title. People absolutely love it, and they went crazy for it. As I think it's only popular though, because the world ended. No, I Animal like, Crossing's always been popular. No, I understand Animal Crossing, <laughs> but the new one. Sure. Everyone started well, playing timing. it because the look timing, at, yeah. yeah, I think that's the only reason. Had it um, not gone into that situation, I guarantee you half the people who bought a Nintendo Switches and specifically the Animal Crossing you're version right. there was a lot of never new got players it. to the series with with Animal Crossing New Horizons. That is for sure. I we have a lot. I have we've got a lot of mutual friends who were playing it that I I've never seen put it this amount of time into any game. So sure, sure, it's it's got a chance for me. It comes down to Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima. I haven't finished ghost yet i have finished last of us part two i have tentatively put my vote on ghost i i it'll I'm probably part win. Of the way through it has an incredible art direction the the soundtrack's amazing the story so far has been amazing the gameplay has been amazing for me it is it is the true game of the year although the last of us part two was an incredible game i do have my qualms with it so i think i haven't played ghost yet but i from what i hear it's probably going to win just on the fact that um, the vision area, vision of it, and the story. But I think Last of Us Two it will be either either win everything else. So it'll win best character, or win best writing, or best write, or win everything else. Because for me, that that game is just such an emotionally piled game. Totally, yeah. So it is just all about the characters, all about the story, but not the gameplay. In my opinion, right? So there's not a lot of yeah. gameplay importance on it. There is there. It's there. Yeah. But the the importance is the characters and the story. So it'll win all that. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't played Ghost, so I don't know how important the gameplay is mm-hmm. to it yet. Yeah. But people are saying it's an amazing game. So we'll find yeah. out. We'll find uh, out. There's there's definitely some good options on there. Um, 
overall, reading through the nominees, it, in my opinion, this isn't a particularly super strong year for games and the nominations. I yeah, think, no. you know, we're in this this transition period to new generation of consoles, as we talked about earlier, and it, it, it's not the strongest year, in my opinion. But, hey, different people, different tastes. Um, for some people, this might be a really tough year for them to choose. For me, there was only a handful of options in each one that I actually was leaning towards. So, um, yeah. We'll figure it out. Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of play pause podcast um if you like what you've heard here today make sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast you can listen to it on apple podcast spotify basically wherever podcasts are at you're listening yep. to it obviously if you got this far um and if you want to see more play pause contest content uh content check out our youtube channel play pause media and make sure you like and subscribe everything you see or like everything you see and subscribe because that's the only way we're going to be able to keep making more product and follow us on instagram as well leave uh, comments wherever you can let us know what you want to hear what you want to see we're we're just getting this uh this thing started so we want to we want to produce content that you actually want to tune in for and if if you don't like it well let us know too yeah thank you very much guys have a good one take care